You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. All right, my next guest is Aaron Walker. He's got a really cool iron sharpens iron. Uh, I'm going to call it a ministry. And we met through coach Nate Bailey, who uh, I was recently on his leadership champion leadership podcast. And he said, you know what? You got to meet um, Aaron Walker because you said something that triggered a, a much needed introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Aaron Walker. Hey, Jake. Thanks, buddy, man. What a blessing it is to be on your show today. Thank you for having me as your guest. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, just as a way of getting started, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I won't. I'll keep this real brief because yeah. people want to learn how that they can have success and significance. They don't care anything right. about my story. <laughs> uh, I'm a native Nashvilleian. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm soon to be 60 years old. So we're three generations deep here in Nashville. Uh -huh. And I started my first business when I was 18. I was able to sell out and retire at age 27 to a Fortune 500. God really blessed us in an immeasurable way. Took about 18 months off, got fat and lazy. My wife made me go back to work, and I bought the company I started with when I was a teenager. We grew that company about four times the size it was over the next 10 years. And then August 1st, 2001, Jake, my life turned for never to be the same. I was on my way to the office and I ran over and killed a pedestrian on my way to the office. Oh, wow. And it radically, radically impacted my life. And Amazing. so I sold, sold my business. It was very stressful and I couldn't handle the stress. So I sold my company and took the next five years off. I didn't do anything. We traveled and I built another house and just kind of got my legs back under me and Robin come walk me up from a nap one day and she said, you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work. So I did went in the construction industry for a number of years and we built a very successful construction company. And then 10 years ago, Jake, I retired for the third and final time. Robin said I've retired more than the law allows, but I retired and went to my mastermind group meeting. Dave Ramsey invited me to join his mastermind decades ago. And so we were in our meeting and Dan Miller looked at me and he said, what are you going to do now? And I said, nothing. I'm going to go down to St. John in the Caribbean and I'm going to buy one of those little tiki huts and I'm going to rock myself into an oblivion. And Dan Miller leaned over the table and he pointed that little finger at me and he said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. Oh, I said, wow. what do you mean? I said, I've been working since I was eight years old. I'm ready to retire. He said, no, man, you need to coach and train other people. You've owned 12 successful companies. You and Robin have been married over 30 years at the time, and you got beautiful kids and grandkids. You need to teach other people. So Dave Ramsey said, hey, come do Entree Leadership Mastery. You can be my guest. And I thought, dang, that's a $10,000 gift. I'll take you up on it. <laughs> so I went and did it, and Jake, I loved it. And so Dan Miller invited me to do Innovate out at the Sanctuary, and it's another coaching program. And then they said, hey, you need to pray about becoming a coach. And so I did. 
and uh, coached two guys, one in Oklahoma, one in Stephenville, Texas. And somebody suggested that I do a podcast interview and start promoting my business. And I said, I don't even know what a podcast <laughs> interview is. And they said, well, reach out. There's this new guy named John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, and he's looking for amazing guests. I think you could get on there, and I did. Our business blew up. Here we are seven years later. We're in nine different countries now. We have 19 mastermind groups with almost 180 people participating in 19 groups. And Jake, I'm having the time of my life helping people transform their life and be more successful and significant. Right. That's awesome. That's so much better as your wife would agree is sitting around getting fat and lazy. I know that's too many times I've gained too much weight, but now (laughs) hopefully I've trimmed down and I'm exercising (laughs) daily and we're getting to lead amazing people, helping them do incredible things. That's awesome. So, um, actually the first couple of our our podcasts, um, and, and it was just crazy because you can speak to this as like, um, the first, the first title podcast was no success like failure, you know, learning from your mistakes and, and to everybody, your, your version of success and your, your definition of success is different. I haven't heard anybody say the same thing, you know, as far as what their definition of success is. And, um, but most of the time it has nothing to do with money, right? Like when people say that, what their definition of success is, which is kind of cool. But um, at the same time, when we talk about significance, um, how do you define significance? Yeah, well, there's two things here, and I want to touch on both of them, both the questions that you asked. When I was young, I had quite a bit of success financially, and there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people are scared to say, I want to make money. I'm not right. afraid to say that. Yeah, Money's yeah. a good thing. It's a tool yeah. that we can live our life. It gives you a right. sense of security, and it gives you the ability to have a nice home and cars and take trips. I just got off a two-week trip with my wife. We celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. We couldn't have done that if I was broke. And yeah. so, I love to give money away. Right. Uh, I'm a contributor at our church and have been my entire adult life. And I love to do that. I love to help people. And we have 10 full-time staff members and I love to give them great jobs. And so there's nothing wrong with making money. My friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin says that money is certificates of appreciation of a job well done. And so we need to keep that in focus. It's not more noble to say, you know, I'm not doing it for the money. And I always right. say, well, let's, t- let's, do it for free then. And they're like, no, we can't do it for free. I said, well, well, then it is about the money and that's okay. It's all right to make money. Just don't make money your God. Don't make it your central focus. And so it's okay to be successful. We named our company View from the Top and people said, why? I said, because you've got to determine what the view from the top is and nobody wants a view from the bottom. We all want a view from the top. And I help people live a very successful life financially. Also, success for me, Jake, is having my own schedule. And people say, really, tell me more about that. Well, I'm location independent, so I can do what I do. If I've got a microphone and a laptop and a cell phone, I'm in business. I can do that from the from the beach in, you know, St. John's Island, or I can do it from my studio. And so I love that. That is success to me because I've not had to answer to someone else's schedule now for 42 years. I've had my own schedule and I've been able to decide every day I'll go to work today. I'll go play with my grandkids today, or I'll go to the lake today. And I like that. 
I love having my own schedule. So from a success standpoint, the money's good, but being able to decide what I want to do each day has been really nice. The significant part for me is touching the lives of other people. When I was in my 20s and 30s, Jake, you wouldn't have liked me. Uh, I was arrogant. I was condescending. Uh, I believe my own press clippings. I'm like poor kid from Nashville, makes enough money to retire at 27. But the truth is nobody cares. Right. And I started thinking through that and I thought, I don't want to be remembered that way. I want to be remembered as the guy that your life was better as a result of having known me. I want it to be the guy that can edify you and encourage you and help you push through those upper limit challenges. That's what I wanted to be. So I had to reorient my focus and say, man, you need to become a giver, not a taker. There's so many takers in the world today. They just suck the life out of the room and they get whatever they can get from anybody. The better way to live your life is say, how can I make Jake's life better? What can I do yeah. to introduce you to other people? What can I do to take your life to new heights? What is it that I can do to make your life different or better? And when you start focusing that way, the natural reciprocity, Jake, is other people want to do things for you. And so now you become the guy that people want to be around because you're aiding them, you're helping them, you're encouraging, you're edifying them. And it's just a different perspective by which we live our life. And so for me, those are my definitions of success and significance. Yeah, that's great. I had, uh, I had one guest come on and he said, can you tell me the names of all the presidents? And, and he, he was referencing like to get to a certain level of significance that people strive for is one that to be remembered by everybody's going to remember my name. And, you know, and I'm going to go down in history books and some people listen to this podcast, maybe struggling with that. Like, how do I leave a legacy? How do I, you know, make my name known? And I don't think it's so much about making our name known as much as it is like making the King King's name known, right? Like, let's right, be real right, there. Right. But, and in having what, what you said, edifying others, like, to actually impact, make an impact because, and then also impact equals revenue. So when we do make an impact, the money comes, but can you kind of give a little bit of advice to the one that says, you know, I think significance is making my, my life to be known to everybody and going in the history books as the best person in the world, you know? Yeah. Well, you got to be careful with that because ego and pride can get in the way when we're making those aspirations in our life. And I'm reading a great book called leadership in turbulent times. And it's a great book. Doris Goodwin wrote the book and in the book, she's talking about four of the presidents like, uh, LBJ and, and Lincoln and, uh, uh, Roosevelt, and, and it tells the things that they did that were statesmen. It tells things that they did that were helping uh, the country move forward. And their focus and goal wasn't on themselves. They had a bigger purpose. They had a bigger mission in mind. And yeah. I think that's what we need to do as individuals. I think what we need to do is to make a difference, to make an impact, to have purpose and meaning for our lives, but at the same time, edify and lift others up. I, as a Christ follower, and I'm a Christian, by faith is to make God's name 
famous, right? That is the thing. That is the obligation that he has bestowed upon us to be disciples and to share the good word. And so I think if we keep the focus in the right perspective, we'll be remembered for the right things. But when we try to obtain things for our glory and for our benefit, we'll quickly fade off into the sunset and we won't really be remembered. So just really think about what it is that you're trying to make an impact in this world today. Right. Yeah. To me, it's like um, whenever my grandfather passed, I'm originally from Kentucky, but moved, moved to California last year, but we're, we're in Kentucky and it's a very, very small town. One of the smallest towns in Kentucky that you could possibly grow up in. But like my, my grandfather, he had passed away. And, um, you know, after, after the, the funeral, I'm in the bathroom in the stall. Nobody knows it's me, but I can hear other gentlemen talking about my grandfather, about, the life of significance that he made, you know, what he did for the church and, you know, just like the person that he was and, and he, and even like how humble he was, like they said, well, all that nice stuff that was said about him, you know, Kenneth Lynn, he wouldn't want nobody to say anything like that, but they didn't know their grand, the grandson was in the, in the bathroom. So like, to wow. me, um, you know, after you're gone, is that, what are they saying about you in the bathroom? <laughs> Mm, that's so awesome, man. And yeah. you'll forever remember that. Yeah. And that's going to make an impression on you right. uh, to follow in his footsteps and do similar things. And so congratulations on getting that privilege to hear those uh, nice, encouraging words about your grandfather. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, to, to, to me, that that's definitely uh, living a life of significance and, mm-hmm. and to live a life worthy of the calling of that God has put on you. Like right. that, that is something to, strive for right that is so good jake thank you for sharing that that's a great story yeah and so um so with all this in mind um with the the current state i'm sure like a lot of your your conferences were um face to face and then we had the pandemic and now we're in the virtual world and this is a podcast for for virtual type sales professionals um Tell us a little bit about the challenges that you had to overcome to to make the pivot in the pandemic and kind of where you're at, where at you're at now with your business. Yeah, thank you. You know, actually, it's increased our business. It's not uh, been a detriment to us because all the mastermind groups that we have are virtual. A lot of people were unfamiliar with the virtual world, but this pandemic has created a lot of awareness in how to use video conferencing. And so people now are going, man, I kind of like this ability to meet in these mastermind groups with people all over the world. And we're in nine different countries now. So they're able to communicate with people. You can enlist any type of person that you want to communicate in these groups when you're online, when geographically you have limitations in your cities, uh, you're, you're not able to get all the people that you necessarily need in order to grow and uh, to not feel isolated. And so the only thing that it's really affected me as an individual for is I speak and I travel and speak. And so some things were canceled and there was one very, very large conference that I was going to speak at that was canceled as a result of this, but they'll reschedule it and I'll be okay there. Uh, some of the conferences that I hold, and we do this twice a year in the spring and the fall, we've had to cancel those as well. And 
that's been a real bummer, you know, to not be able to get everybody together. Uh, but the thing is, is that we face difficult times in the history of our country before, right. and we're going to do just fine working through this as well. It's uncomfortable right now, but it's really heightening our awareness, Jake, as to what's important when it comes to relationships and family. It's given us some downtime to really focus on our families and the things that we should be focusing on. And I feel like that it's kind of a reset. It's kind of, it's offering us an opportunity to really think about what's important, the places Mm -hmm. you want to spend your time, the things you want to eliminate in the future. There's many meetings that have been uh, taken place in the past that people are discovering now that you can do that virtually and quite honestly be a lot more uh, affordable, uh, if you will, that you don't have to spend the uh, inordinate amount of money for travel when you can do things online. So I think it's just helping us pivot and take another look. Right. Would you say um, when you talked about reset, what was uh, some of the first things that you that you did uh, for for me and some of the coaching that I provided was go back to your core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what was that something that you did or was there anything else? Well, that hopefully I've not deviated from my core values. Right. We try to run our business based on our core values each and every day. Exactly. But one of the things that it did do was heighten my awareness of the value of relationships because I'm a hugger and a lover. You right. know, I love to yeah. shake your hand and hug your neck and I'm a very relational, personable guy. And the isolation has taken its toll on me emotionally. Sure. And I'll be glad when we can get back into right groups. Our church just went back two weeks ago. And so we're starting to re-engage slowly now. Uh, But I think that I really started focusing on what was important as it related to our personal relationships and the inability to get together really kind of put me on the edge for a while. Uh, But we're coming out of that now. And I think that soon we'll be back to some semblance of normalcy. Right. Yeah. So I love that because you said uh, hopefully I didn't deviate from that. And sometimes people, um, they don't run their business on on the core values and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when we go to shout out and recognize people, we should always piggyback on the core value that they represented uh, when we go to shout them out and give them that recognition, you know. Yeah, and, no question yeah. about it. <laughs> and um, as far as uh, as far as recognition in your organization, um, what are some ways or how do you, how do you currently go about uh, recognizing people when they are, you know, living according to like the, the business spiritual um, and, and the, uh, and, and, right. all, and the personal and the, the different types of ways that you coach and yeah. train, like yeah. uh, how, how do you, how do you recognize people? That's a great question. Years ago, I don't know how many years, it's been a long time now. Uh, we went to Dave Ramsey's lake house. He's got a lake house, not far from Nashville, about an hour and a half away. And we would go up there and sit in his den the 10 guys that were in the mastermind group, we were called the Eagles. You may have heard him reference the Eagles on his show and we would do public affirmation. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. That sounds girly. What are we doing? (laughs) And it was like, no, just listen. The truth of the matter is most men don't get public affirmation, something they wanted from their dads. And most men never got it. And so we would spend hours and hours going, Jake, let me tell you what you did for me. When you said this, you introduced me to that person. You gave me this resource. You called me out and, or you pushed me on, or you 
pushed me through that upper limit challenge. And man, it changed my life when you did that. And I just want you to know how appreciative I am. My life will never be the same as it was from you doing that. And I want to publicly affirm you here in front of my brothers and the people that are in the Eagles with us. And this tears running down right. grow, <laughs> grown men's face. And you don't realize the impact sometimes that you're having on people. And so Absolutely. we've started doing that at all of our live events. We'll get people to stand up before us. There was one guy, his name is Scott. And Scott privately paid the tuition for two of our people for a year. And it was a pretty healthy amount of money. And he did it privately. Well, those men were able to stay in our group. They were going to have to leave for financial difficulties. They were able to stay in. And because they stayed in, they were able to get the connections and the resources. They rebuilt their businesses over the next year. And they're thriving today as a result of it. So I stood this guy up before 125 people in the room and told the story. And it's just emotional when you think about the way people are adhering to their values and they're continuing to do the things that they should do. And they're living a significant life and they're impacting the lives of other people. And when they do that, they need public affirmation. They need to be recognized. They need to be lifted up. And if you're not doing that and you're hearing my voice and you've got the ability to do that with your employees, your assistants, your admin help, your peers, your colleagues, you need to lift them up and recognize them and give them the homage that they deserve. Yeah, that's beautiful, man, because it it goes back to one of my favorite Jensen Franklin quotes that I say on a podcast a lot is that gratitude is a seed for more. So when you show that public affirmation, those words of gratitude to your employees, can you only the power of uh, reciprocates, you know? Right, right, right. No (laughs) doubt. No doubt. Thank you for asking that question. That's a great question. Yeah. And um, so right now, a lot of us, we're in a state of uncertainty and worry. Um, You seem like somebody that I definitely got to ask this question to is like, if I'm sitting here worrying, like, where's my next commission check coming from? You know, I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. I got a wife and so many kids. And, you know, like, how how do you help me um, through through the worrying, you know? Well, let me go back to this, and it kind of reflects back to our faith again, and some people listening to this are persons of faith, and other people may not, but let me just encourage you from my perspective. God teaches us that he's going to take care of us. Now, that doesn't necessarily look like maybe it does in its present day. Maybe there's financial loss that you're going to have, but he does promise to take care of us, and I rest in that. Now, You know, I've had businesses to fail and I've had loss of income and relationship breakups and I've had all those things too. But at the end of the day, I can point back and you can always say that it made me stronger as a result of that. Now, I didn't like it going through it. You know, it's painful going through the furnace, you know, but it's really purifying you. It's like taking the impurities out of gold when it's being smelted. You know, the impurities rise to the top when it's being melted. It's 1,455 degrees and you put that poker in there and all the impurities go to it and you pull it out. Now you've got 0.999 fine gold. I think that's what God is doing to us on a daily basis. He's refining us. He wants us to depend on him. And the thing is, is that when we get other things ahead of him, it's kind of like, when Nebuchadnezzar told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bow down to me or I'll throw you in the fire. And they said, uh, 
well, I'm not going to bow down to you because God told me not to bow down to false idols. And he said, well, I'm going to throw you in the fire. And he said, well, throw me in there. <laughs> he said, God will save me. And here's what I love about that story, Jake. He said, even if God doesn't save me, blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, that's the way I want to live my yeah, life, right. right? I want to live my life depending on him and counting yeah. on him. He's never let me down in 16 yeah, years. Right. He's not ever given me everything I want. I'm not saying right. that, but he's never let me go hungry. Yeah. I've always had shelter. I've always had people walk alongside me. And that's the God we serve. And when you focus on him and depend on him and rely on him, he'll take care of you too. That's so good. Yeah. You just stand on the promises of God and, and uh, you know, and, and if you're, if not a believer that, but the reality is it's uh, never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging bread and having to stand on that. And then also worrying is like a rocking chair. It's going to keep you busy, but you're not going to get anywhere. Right. That's exactly right. So let's just keep our faith and our eyes where it's supposed to be and uh, work like it depends on you and trust like it depends on him because it does. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's uh, definitely been a pleasure uh, getting to know you through this podcast today and uh, and seeing your journey and um, I look forward to being a part of the journey. And anybody else that wants to join you on the journey, where can they find you? Thank you, Jake. I appreciate that. You can reach out to me at viewfromthetop.com. That's with a V, viewfromthetop.com. I'm pretty easy to find. If you're wanting to start your own mastermind, we're teaching people to do that today. And we're using a tool called the Mastermind Playbook. And if you're interested in a great resourceful tool that can give you an amazing income, uh, we've got the tool and the framework to get you there. So reach out to us on that also at themastermindplaybook.com. Awesome. Thanks again, Aaron, for your time today. I enjoyed it, Jake. We'll see you, buddy. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. Episode was off the hook.